Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a midweek NWSL preview to get through with all of you. But we've also got some uh, some news across a couple of leagues uh, in women's soccer. So we're going to chat about that as well. But before we get into everything Quick reminder to watch all of our episodes and exclusive interviews on YouTube. Subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. And thanks to everyone who voted for us in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Thanks to each and every one of you and your votes. We have advanced to the final round. And uh, if you have voted for us before, please check your email because about a third of you will all get an email asking you to vote in the final round. So check your spam uh, folders or your regular inboxes for an email that should be uh, with the subject line, Podcast Awards Final Slate Voting. And vote for Attacking Third to win Best Female Hosted Podcast. So thank you all so, so much. We're excited to be here with you all live again. That's how you can catch us. I hope you're taking a lunch break or finishing it up or just starting your lunch break. Wherever you're joining us, I hope you're having a snack. <laughs> we're having we're gonna have some good stuff to get through here today. How you how you doing today, Lisa? I'm glad to be joining you on this one. I- I'm so glad to be here joining you or going live. Um, yeah, everyone grab your snack, grab your, your beverage, stay hydrated. Um, I'm good. This is some crazy news that dropped. Um, not at all that surprising. I know we're going to get into it, but, um, yeah, this is, it's a hectic day in the NWSL (laughs) because we've got news dropping about trades. We have midweek action happening tomorrow, uh, that we get to preview and chat about. And I'm just so happy to be doing it here with you. Yeah, same here. Let's just let's just hop right into it. If you if you're joining us, you may have heard already, or you may not have heard. And if not, that's why you're here with us, and we're going to break it down for you. But after uh, six seasons in the NWSL, English international and former now Houston Dash forward Rachel Daly is going home. Uh, the Houston Dash and Ashton Via announced today an official transfer for Daly to join. Ashton via FC for an undisclosed uh, fee. It was referred to within both news releases from each respective club, but uh, maybe catching some folks off guard just because Mm -hmm. of the caliber of player and uh, the longevity of, of this player and NWSL specifically, you're talking about uh, Rachel Daly an English international who was drafted by Houston dash in 2016 and has been with them throughout her the entirety 
of her professional career to date. So uh, a number of, of interesting points within this, obviously, you know, the undisclosed amount is, is probably up there for some folks who try to pay attention to, to transfer news specifically. Um, and number two might also be the fact that this was uh, something that was, you know, via request, quite frankly, that was, um, that was brought to light within the, the, club release via the Houston dash specifically um, with their, excuse me, with their uh, club president, Jessica O'Neill saying that the uh, transfer will result in Rachel being much closer to her loved ones, a request that we wanted to make every effort to honor. We're deeply grateful for the commitment and loyalty she's shown to the city and wish her the best in her next adventure. So yeah, it's, I think it's uh, one of those, one of those bit of, uh, bit of news dumps that happens and it sort of maybe catches people off a little bit, but as it sort of settles in and you get more information about this type of move, you just sort of say, okay, well, if this is just sort of a mutual decision and and parting of ways, then, you know, best of luck, you know, to the, to the next chapter. That's a perfect way to describe it because when I saw this news drop, I, was like, wow, she's leaving Houston. And then immediately I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, not that she's leaving Houston, but the fact that she is going home, she's going to play in England. Um, She, as you mentioned, has been with not just the NWSL, but with Houston Dash for six years. And before that, she played uh, college football at St. John's University. So she's been in the States for 10 years. That's a really long time to be away from home. And as someone who um, does travel home frequently, she plays with the English uh, national team. So the the Lioness is – so she is home, and she just won the Euros. Like she's really riding high at this point in her career where um, when she was drafted, I I can't imagine that she thought she would spend the next six years – in the NWSL in Houston. Uh, but now the fact that she is going to Aston Villa, she will be in the women's super league, which is huge, a club that could definitely use her. Um, I, I know we, you and I were talking about it. It, it for Houston and in college, she played forward and she was a striker. Um, I had the, privilege i'm gonna say of defending her in our big east conference matches <laughs> she is a beast to defend say, speak on it, Lisa. you got some, some well, what is inside info, i guess they were at conference <laughs> rivals uh played against rachel daly for a few years and it, she is a very good forward but when she plays internationally for for country she plays defender she plays an outside left back so um a- after this trade happened and and we saw this announcement it was kind of like okay where is she gonna play is she gonna be a forward is she gonna be scoring all the goals or is she gonna have a bit more of a defensive role like she does uh when she's wearing uh, the english jersey and Head coach for Aston Villa came out and said that as much as we like her on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to put her in the attack. Don't worry. She'll still be scoring goals. So um, that's got to make her happy for sure. As (laughs) as much as she loves playing anywhere, um, she likes to score goals. She likes to be the attacker that sneaks in around, gets back shoulders. Um, This is huge. it, we are joining you live if you're listening to us as, as a podcast, but we are live on YouTube right now. And there's a lot of people in our chat right now asking some questions. And Sandra, I know you mentioned this before, but Lee Slater um, mentioned that he's a UK fan and he understands that Rachel Daly was under contract with Houston Dash. So does that mean Villa has to financially compensate uh, Houston or the NWSL? Um, what, what are your thoughts on this one? 
Well, shout out to Lee. Thanks for, for the question. I think, you know, this isn't unfamiliar. Like when we, we've seen in, in recent, um, in recent like transfer news between, between women's soccer clubs, it's, it's often an undisclosed fee. It's not something that's usually out there um, in terms of, you know, actual number figure on that. But I'm, I'm going a lot based off of, of assumption because of the undisclosed amount and sort of just the limited knowledge that I have in terms of the contract of Rachel Daly with, with Houston Dash. She was a player that was under contract with the Dash, a player that had recently re-signed um, and sort of extended, you know, a contract and had an option year within this. So I'm, I'm sure with, you know, the request from Daly to the Dash, to want to make that move, to want to be closer to home. There were probably a number of conversations about what that would mean for Houston directly with uh, Ashen. So I'm going um, to say that it's it was club to club versus, you know, league to league when it came to the, you know, the decision making around getting to move this player who wanted to be back closer to home. Yeah, for sure. Um, and with with this kind of looking at where Houston is right now in the NWSL standings, they are doing pretty well. They're number three in the standings. They're on a bit of a, a ride and a tear right now. They've added Ebony Salmon to the mix, and they've been without Rachel Daly uh, for weeks uh, because of training for the Euros with the English national team and, and then winning the Euro is huge being a European champion. So they've um, settled into not having her. So it, it's kind of, I'm going to say bittersweet for Houston fans because I bet uh, in June, the last time you saw Daly play, you weren't thinking that that was the last time she'd be in an orange jersey um, playing in, in front of fans in Houston. So that's definitely something that's bittersweet. But really, yeah. the the positive news out of this so much positive news Rachel Daly's going home she's going to be playing in England and the best part is Aston Villa plays in the women's super league women's super league is coming to CBS sports it'll be on Paramount plus we'll be talking about it here on attacking third the yep. season kicks off literally so soon but it's around the corner um and we've got a lot planned for the start of the wsl season but um everyone that is a rachel daly fan and knows her from the nwsl don't worry you can still watch her on paramount plus have no fear about that i think that's a huge positive for everyone um involved that that loves rachel daly and, and likes watching her play yeah, it's coming up quick. Uh, September is, I think, is uh, marked on a lot of people's calendars to try to see all this action and play. And that was, I think, I think for you and I, you know, doing what we do here in this in this show and in this space, that's immediately where our heads are. We're like, well, we're not going to stop watching Rachel Daly play. She's just going to be with playing with a different team in a different and league, and uh, we'll be able to see her still uh, score some goals. And I love that. I love that within. Uh, you, you know, Aston Villa's uh, press release specifically. They had manager Carla Ward addressing that. Like that was going to be one of the big maybe questions that people had. Like, what does this mean positionally for, for Daly and Aston Villa? And she said, hey, look, it's going to be going full back to back to forward. We want to see her scoring goals for us. I, I love that they sort of kind of address that right away in the in, in this announcement. Uh, so I'm 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 excited for it. You know, I think um, we've been doing some a lot of fun things, um, covering a lot of different types of women's soccer in general on attacking third, and you know, obviously with our audience and our show being stateside mm -hmm. and you know 
broadcast to to Amer- a lot of American audiences. Um, having the opportunity to to talk about and discuss different leagues, different clubs, and players within those teams is something that really uh, really excites us in general. So uh, the fact that there's going to be even more exposure to a different league via Paramount Plus, I'm I'm very 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 thrilled about. So um, hyped for that. Can't wait to. Hopefully, see Rachel Daly score some goals, but not in orange. It is a little weird. I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna take some getting used to. She's been rocking Houston Dash orange for for so long. Um, really, you know, for the all of her career since yeah. she started, sure. said, "Hey, I'm gonna go pro." She's you know, really good in the face of Houston. Um, this is a, this is a huge change, but I'm I'm loving this. This is a good move for her. A good move for her to go home. I think uh, the international travel will be a little bit easier for her now, and she does get called up to the national team. Um, and for uh, Villa, they they need her too, right? They finished last year at the end of the Women's Super League, um, not a winning season. They were six and thirteen three ties at the end of their women's super league season. So this is a great grab for them getting someone that can score goals, put them potentially on the plus side of that goal differential as they head into uh, the 2022, 2023 women's super league season. And, and Rachel Daly's the player to do that. We saw her do it at Houston, yeah. uh, become that goal scoring player, uh, the face of the team on and off the pitch in the locker room, be the player that everyone leans on. And, mm-hmm. and now she gets to do it um, at home. In England yeah. And this isn't going to be, club. you know, the first, you know, uh, the first sighting of Rachel Daly in WSL. I mean, she she had a very brief loan with with West Ham United during that 2021 season, kind of post Challenge Cup, you know, after making some history there with with Houston Dash and scored a couple goals over over the course of a handful of games. And, you know, that's the type of impact that kind of player can make for your team, even if it's just sort of in a, in a short kind of window. Um able to automatically kind of boost the profile of a team uh, on the pitch. So I would imagine that this signing is going to to do that for this, uh, for this Aston VSI. But I also really love that, you know, outside of multiple club releases from each respective franchise here that, you know, daily also, um, you know, took, took the time to have her own kind of personalized mm-hmm. farewell to Houston on her, um, on her uh, respective kind of social media channels. And I love that she like kind of talked about this current Houston Dash team specifically because for you and I, going back into July a little bit, when we talked about that wild summer of soccer and how much we loved it and and, and covering all aspects of that, that we had wondered like, you know, hey, like is, is right, like when will we see Rachel Daly with the Dash again? And that was just out of genuine curiosity in terms of, you know, yeah. what you go through as a player when you go through those types of very high competitive international high stakes types of tournaments. And it turns out we're actually not going to get to see Rachel Daly for one of like one final match, you know, with with the dash. And I think like obviously if you're on the fan side of things you're that's tough to, to to imagine, you know, but there are plans to to honor Daly and sort of give her a little bit uh, of a send off. But they've been going through. Uh, a really good run right now, mm-hmm. this Houston Dash side, you know, and that includes making that signing for somebody like like Ebony Salmon to go ahead and 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 boost. Again, we're talking about boosting profile of the team, but sort of giving that other uh, attacking option for for Houston. Um, but they're sitting pretty in the upper half of the table. You're talking about a Houston Dash side that's third in the standings at the moment and 
are on pace to make some more history with their club. And I love that Daly kind of recognizes that in, in her kind of, you know, departure and this statement that she makes uh, online says, Hey, like the team, my teammates, you've been on an incredible run past couple of weeks. I'm so happy for each of you. I have no doubt you'll become the first Houston dash team to reach the playoffs and I'll be your number one fan from afar. And you know, that, that sort of speaks to her character a little bit, but it also speaks again to that type of competitive level that we know that we know exists within NWSL. This is this is a Houston Dash franchise that was one of the first expansion franchises in the league uh, in 2015, and up until their recent success out of post 2020 Challenge Cup, their best season was in a 2015 where they just narrowly missed out on the playoffs. It's, it was hard to think that from then to now this franchise's best season was considered a playoff miss and a fifth place finish. And then now you've got um, a trophy to your name as 2020 challenge cup winners. And right now they're a bit on pace to go ahead and close out this season with their first ever NWSL uh, playoff appearance. And that's, that's huge, you know? So um, it's kind of hard to imagine that, if the Dash continue this very impressive run and this this hot streak in their sort of final, you know, seven or eight weeks here, that they will make that playoff appearance and it will be without Rachel Daly. It's it's a lot, you know. So I, I love that she, that that she mentions that within um within this farewells. In NWSL, the women's cup is coming up very, very quickly. It's gonna be kicking off on August the 14th. It's going to be hosted by Racing Louisville once more. This is the second edition mm-hmm. of the Women's Cup. The inaugural version of this was last year. It was a four-team uh, tournament that featured racing as the hosts, Chicago Red Stars, and it had Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain. But it expanded this year. So there's a couple yeah. of different things around the Women's Cup this year. It's going from four teams to six teams. There is the inclusion of a quarterfinal round and then a semifinal round and a championship match. And uh, it's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be uh, more teams featured. We've got racing hosting this year. It's going to be all rain as the other NWSL side in this one, but we've got Tottenham. We've got club America. We've got Tokyo Verdi Beleza. We've got AC Milan. There's a lot here, Lisa. There's a lot here. There is so much happening. I am so excited for the Women's Cup. It's the second time they're doing it. Uh, We saw Racing Louisville host it last year when they were an expansion club in the NWSL, but they had a great facility to show off with all all of the bells and whistles that they have in Louisville um, at Lynn Family Stadium. So this is huge that it's coming back. We're very excited about this. Um, It starts in just over a week, which is crazy to think about. They've expanded it. It's a great opportunity for these clubs to play against different competition. I mean, you look at teams coming from Tokyo, England, Mexico, Italy, and then the two clubs from the NWSL in the States. This is, it's such a great way to kind of experience different playing styles. And for teams like Tottenham um, that are about to start, AC Milan that are about to start their seasons in Europe, it's a great preseason tournament to get them prepared, especially going up against two clubs like Racing Louisville and OL Reign that are in the smack dab middle of their season. It gives them a different perspective about the physicality, the pace, the um, fitness that they're 
they're probably not there yet, right? And and on both sides, it gives an advantage. So I am loving this. I'm very excited for the Women's Cup to happen again. It will be on Paramount+. Plus. We will be talking about it. We've also got some – can I say this? Yeah, we've got some interviews lined up to talk to a different kinds of players. Of course Thank I can you. say this. We've already we've already locked them down. I just sometimes oh, yeah. get nervous about, like, announcing Look, things that, we, like – But the content is planned. It's okay? already planned already planned so we've got great interviews coming for you guys to talk uh to hear from the players directly that are playing in this women's cup a couple surprises in there for you um i'm excited about the women's cup i was gonna say you know technically lisa technically we actually kind of cranked out the content already we had that really good interview with uh savannah Demello. yeah that is like people could check that out we touched on it just a little bit uh the women's cup so we've got some more in the pipeline and uh and we're excited about it this is like these are opportunities, really, quite frankly, for, for folks out there to maybe um, take a look at some other teams. Like, there's naturally, if you're an NWSL fan and you subscribe to Paramount Plus, you watch a lot of NWSL matches. Uh, probably have seen Racing Louisville, probably have seen All Rain already mm-hmm. uh, throughout this regular season. But uh, maybe you don't often get a chance to watch different leagues or, or specifically a league like Liga Mekis Feminil, uh, where Club America plays in, or FA Women's Super League, where, where Tottenham plays in, or the City A teams, so like AC Milan. So there's a, there's a lot here. And I'm very, like, I was really excited when they made this initial announcement of the Women's Cup. I'm like, okay, cool. A, it's coming back. But the fact that they were like, we're expanding it and we're not going from just four teams, we're going to six teams, I thought was also a really cool added component because there's often, there's sort of been like these sort of mini tournaments that have taken place within certain windows of uh, of the international calendar from league to league. And a lot of times there's maybe, it's like a, a short weekend window and there's maybe not a lot of time for for matches to to be played and so there will be maybe like kind of like a, a semifinal round and then a championship round which which was the case for the women's cup last year but i love that there's this addition of the quarterfinal round and it's going to be all of the the other teams who are invited and the four-way the four-way the four-way teams are going to be playing in that quarterfinal round and the winners of those quarterfinals will be playing the nwsl teams so Fans who are going to Louisville or are in Louisville who will watch these games, they have the opportunity to watch all of these teams play. So cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're just missing, like you're, there's not an opportunity. One venue. You know, it's like you're not you're not going to be missing out on one team if you end up sort of keeping an eye on, on another. So you've got – let's run down the schedule for folks in case they don't want to miss anything. The quarterfinal matches will be kicking off on August the 14th. It will feature AC Milan going up against Tokyo Verde Beleza, and then you've got Tottenham Hotspur against Club America. I'm amped for that one. Would love to see WSL side take on a Liga Mex Feminil side. And it turns out that's going to happen, and it's going to happen here in the United States. I still kind of can't wrap my mind around <laughs> that. Uh, but I'm very excited for the quarterfinal rounds. And then the semifinal rounds will be taking place on August 17th. So Racing Louisville will face the winner of AC Milan and Tokyo Verde Beleza. And O.L. Reign will face the winner of Tottenham Hotspur and Club America. And then those four teams will compete for a spot in the final, which will take place on August 20th. So make sure you lock those in. If you need a reminder for the scheduling, 
don't worry. I got you covered. You can find information on the Women's Cup CBSSports.com. Look at it. The link is there. Got a couple of anecdotes on on, on the teams as well. So uh, very excited for this. This is huge. Yeah, very, very excited about it. Um, it, Just a clarification for everyone. There is the Women's Cup, and then there's also the WICC, which is the International Champions Cup. So they are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. The WICC is from the 17th to the 20th that's being hosted in Portland, Oregon by the Portland Thorns. And that includes Chelsea, um, Olympic Leone. So Leone, they also have CF Monterey and it's those four teams. And then the women's cup is the other one that we were just talking about that has racing Louisville, OL rain club, America, uh, Tokyo Verde, AC Milan and Tottenham Hotspur. They're happening at the same weekend. Women's Cup in Racing Louisville, WICC in Portland, Oregon, hosted by the Thorns. So lots of soccer, lots of international games to watch, but um, very excited about all of this happening and and great opportunity for these clubs and these players to take on some different competition for sure. Yeah, I like I like that, too. Again, I like that. It's the continuity of this. I wasn't sure if we were going to, you know, see this event roll out once more, but they announced it. They expanded it. and it's just another opportunity for folks in the United States to get exposed to some more um, to some more women's soccer, quite frankly. Uh, and it, yes, it is happening during a specific. Like I said, the, a lot of times these kind of tournaments happen within very sp- specific windows. And this is one of those windows where there's going to be massive, <laughs> massive mm-hmm. amounts of it uh, for sure. So, uh, again, take a look at it. August 14th through the 20th, all all six clubs participating We'll see who ends up lifting the cup in this one. Racing Louisville won it all last year. Quite the dramatic finish, going down uh, to some penalty kicks and uh, then going to going ahead and uh, lifting the cup. So we'll see. They're they're actually entering this one not just as host, but technically as as title defenders. So we'll see if somebody else uh, lifts this one here. And uh, Racing Louisville, unlike last year, can just focus. On a title defense, Lisa, because that was another difference between these two tournaments was that last year, the NWSL fixture that took place between Chicago Red Stars and Racing Louisville during last year's tournament also counted as a result in the regular season standings. And that is not the case for this year's tournament. So a little bit different. It's a little bit just more focused on, on winning this title, on winning this cup. So I'm excited to sort of see the competitive aspect of it, and if that comes into play and how the teams are focused on this one instead. So we'll see. Uh, We'll keep an eye on it. We will have more on this. Like we said, we got content in the pipeline for you all, but we've got NWSL action to preview for this week before we close out this episode, and we're going to do it after a quick break. All right, one NWSL match to preview for today. We've got a midweek game kicking off Wednesday, August 10th. It's going to be Portland Thorns versus Washington Spirit. You can find the action on Paramount Plus kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Lisa, who are you picking and why? 
I love this. So midweek action is back. This game being hosted by the Washington Spirit. It'll be played at Segra Field. Um, as a little reminder, in case you missed our episode yesterday, recapping the weekend, Washington Spirit's coming off of 1-1 road draw with Racing Louisville. Um, a- another draw for them that's now three draws in their last three matches, and they haven't won a game since they opened it. Oh, all rain. May 1st. So Washington Washington Spirit needs to pick up points. Meanwhile, Portland Thorns are also coming off of a draw, but a high-scoring affair 3-3. They played it at home against North Carolina Courage. Uh, Sophia Smith had a hat trick in that one, and in Washington's last game, um, Ashley Hatch, she came back for the first time playing with the Spirit since June 17th, dealing with a bit of an injury. She went away for international duty, uh, came back early because of that injury, but she subbed on at halftime of this last match for Washington and ends up getting a goal. And and that was her fifth on the season. She leads Washington spirit with those five goals, but Sophia Smith, when I look at these goal scorers between hatch, we've got Rodman, we've got Sanchez, and then we have Sophia Smith. We've even got Morgan Weaver for Portland thorns, getting some goals in there, but Sophia Smith, she is on a hot streak right now. She scored in five consecutive games for Portland. It's the longest streak in the NWSL right now for her. She has 11 on the season. So she's tied in that golden boot race with Alex Morgan. I don't think she can be stopped. I think we see goals coming out of Sophia Smith in this game. And I want to say that this is the match that Washington breaks their curse uh, but I, I'm just not so sure about that uh, against a team like Portland that's coming off of a three-goal game. Um, I, I honestly see this one as a draw. Listen, there's something I about – I know we don't like to do that, but – Look, look, I don't I, – listen, I love to do that, contrary to popular <laughs> belief, because the the uh, parity within the league makes it makes it tough, you know, to choose, uh, to choose the winners and the losers in this one. But, you know – I went against my gut, I think, uh, last week when we were going through our previewing uh, between all of these teams. And there were a couple moments where I was like, maybe I want to choose a job. But, you know, I was in Vegas and I was I was I was riding the riding the energy and I'm like, I'm only going to pick winners. You know, so I didn't actually, I didn't actually make a pick, you know, for a draw in a lot of those games. I either chose a winner and in, in, in every single one. But my gut is telling me that this is going to be a draw. And I want to go with that, but I also want to pick a winner. I think you've got two teams in two entirely different phases of their season right now. I think if you're Portland, you have, you know, obviously you're on top of the standings. You've got that high competitive nature. You want to go out there, compete, rack up as many points as you can. The shield is in your sights. You know, you're one of, you know, you're, you're one of what, four teams that could probably make a run at this shield at this point. Um, let alone making a push for for the playoffs. But I have to imagine if you're on a quick turnaround uh, and on the road as well in this one, and if you're heading to a place like, oh, I don't know, Seger Field of all places, there's got to be maybe something in the back of your mind where you're like, you know what? If for whatever reason we drop this one, we're not going to lose vision. It's just going to be how it is, you know? But at the same time, they're not going to lose any ground where they are, quite frankly, I think, you know, coming out of this midweek match. But if you're the spirit, as we've seen, they've been playing with a little bit different energy, a little bit, uh, you know, a certain level of urgency that we're, we're seeing in these players and the performances out there. They're in a completely different, 
completely different area, you know, in, in terms of mindset and in terms of where they literally are on the table after the result last last weekend, they're no longer like second to last. They're finally out of that second to last, but you know, they're not in 11th, they're in 10th. A win would be massive. I think they're sugarcoating it. I mean, they're still 10th. They're not high. Yeah, they're not low. It's yes. Yeah. But I think when you have as few games remaining, I think if you're the spirit team, you have to make these games count. And this Portland team is a team that the spirit play well against, quite frankly. I think this is a they match up against each other fairly evenly. And I was I really liked what we saw out of Ashley Sanchez. I really liked what we saw out of Trinity Rodman last week. And I think we saw that wild world draw against two teams who had a lot of familiarity with each other. And quite frankly, we're used to some high scoring draws. We've seen those a couple of times between the courage and the spirit already. This is just something that, that occurs with them. So um, I don't think this is actually going to be a home advantage. Um, to the full extent that you would imagine it to be because the spirit have struggled themselves at Seger field. It's not a place that they enjoy playing. Um, So I think that that's actually going to cancel things out a little bit between these two sides. Um, But I will say that I too have this as a draw, but I do think that the spirit are going to make it interesting. They're going to make it interesting. They will. And and when you look at this schedule, uh, Washington's plays tomorrow, right? They, they have this game hosting against Portland Thorns. They don't play again until August 27th. That's over two weeks time off for Chris Ward and his side. Um, and so this is where they need, they need, they need to pick up points. And in terms of making it entertaining, yeah, Washington is going to make it entertaining. I expect some goals out of this side, especially if Ashley Hatch can maybe get a little bit more than 45 minutes. I'm not sure, though. Still coming back from injury. Maybe we'll see her get 60 in this match. But when you look at a Portland Thorns side, they're coming off games where they've been scoring goals. Their last game, they scored three. The game before that, two. The game before that, five. The game before that, two. So Portland is a team that can score goals, can rack them up, especially when you have players like Sophia Smith racking up braces every game she's out there. It's I'm expecting a high-scoring one. However, Portland is coming off of a 3-3 draw, and I'm not sure that they're going to concede three goals again in back-to-back games. That's yeah, just no. – I don't anticipate – That's not typical of, of Portland Thorns, even though Washington will put so much pressure on them offensively. Yeah, I don't anticipate it's going to be like we're going to get like a six-goal scoreline. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 1-1 scoreline. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those kind of come from behind draws for the spirit. You know, I just, um, I think in that sense, you're just like, you're, you know, it's not necessarily going to help them in, in their chase, you know, or their, you know, their, their sort of end game for, for 2022 when we're looking at the actual standings. But I think in terms of like mentality and for like team morale, you don't you don't want to lose that that fight. And that's not something that I think that we've necessarily seen a drop off when it comes to um, talking about this Washington spirit team. It's it's I think when you're at this point in the season and you're ranked where they're ranked, I think it's very easy to lose sight of kind of. You know, the, the simple things like finishing strong or putting together um, meaningful performances. Game I think management, you, frankly. Yeah. I, I, and quite frankly, if you want to look and make the comparison game, I think we saw 
a Gotham team that is in a similar position and didn't have good body language throughout that game against Chicago and exiting that game from Chicago versus what we saw from the spirit against uh, against the courage, you know, where I, like I said, where it's like, we saw, you know, a wild game and, you know, a sense of urgency and, um, you know, it just, uh, it just, it's just different. It's just different. I don't know. I just, am like, also, I think the fact that you've got this kind of young core between, you know, Rodman and, and Sanchez and then, I don't know if we're actually going to see Hatch maybe in this one. Cause like you see, you brought up a good point about like kind of seeing her in the game last week. I think we'll see her. Backs are tricky, man. (laughs) You know what I I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just like, I think we'll see her maybe not more than 45 minutes, but they have a two, they have over two weeks of a break. If, if uh, Ashley Hatch is playing in this game. Let's have more fun with this. Let's have more fun with this <laughs> because because we're both choosing draws. So I'm trying to find like ways to where we can have fun with it. Okay. So you're talking 1-1 draw against against Louisville. We're talking maybe we're going to see another 1-1 draw with the Spirit in Portland. Maybe give me a goal score. Like if we're putting a goal from each one, is, is Sophia Smith cracking yeah. cracking through and getting one? Okay. Who's going to get one for, for the Spirit? Oh, gosh. I don't want to say Hatch just because okay. she already has one. But it could be Hatch. Um, Tara McKeown. All right. I like it. I'm going to say Ashley Sanchez. I'm going to say Sanchez. And we're do- she you was know, my we- other pick, but she just yeah. doesn't score enough goals. You know what? I think that's why I think she's due. That's kind of why I'm going. I'm going with it. I think she's due. And that's why I'm going with it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how this one ends. I would love to listen. Uh, you know what I love to do? I love to come back here and be wrong. I would love for there to be a winner and a loser in this match uh, for us to talk about it, but we'll see. It's something about those midweek matches that are a grind, and we often see them kind of settling out into a draw, but we'll see. We'll have to recap that for you all later in the week. Thank you all for joining us today on our episode at Attacking Third. Thanks again to everyone who voted for us. Reminder to check your email to see if you've been chosen to vote for Attacking Third in the final round of the People Choice Podcast Awards. Thanks, everybody, for your support. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you're listening to your shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe. Visit YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with more because it's a heavy, heavy week. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.